0: I'm new at this, you know? I need to give myself a break as well. I can't mm-hmm. expect to know everything and to do everything right. Hello everybody, this is Kaitlyn Jinko, AKA LELS. I hope that everyone is doing well right now and that you're being safe and practicing your social distancing. Um, kind of a hectic time right now, so I hope that everyone is okay. Um, So for this episode of the Learn With Laws podcast, I sat down with my sister Tracy, who is a new mom as she had my nephew Carter about six months ago. In this conversation, Tracy talked all about her pregnancy, post-baby blues, a bit about what she's learned from our mom and dad about parenting, and what she's learning as she's going through motherhood right now. I think this will be a really helpful episode for new parents and you know I think it'll just be a nice enjoyable conversation that you can listen to as you chill at home by yourself. Um, So yeah I hope that you all enjoy and thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, don't laugh the whole time. Oh, try not to. Okay. Okay, well, thanks for being on my podcast. My pleasure. Episode number eight. Um, For our listeners, can you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Tracy Castano. I am Caitlin's oldest sister by three years. Yes. And you're also the mother of Carter. Cardi. Carter Matthew Ian, who's almost six months old now. Almost six months, yep. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, so I mostly wanna talk about <clears throat> Cardi and being a new mom. If that's okay with you. Yes, that sounds good. Okay. So did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? Yes, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I always pictured that I would go through, you know, those kinds of phases of life, meet somebody, get married, and eventually have kids. Yeah, I always, I always hoped I'd get to be a mom. Mm-hmm. You never thought, hmm, maybe I won't have kids. Um, yeah, there was a time when Carlos and I first got married that you know, um, I thought that maybe we could not have kids. You know, just enjoy. Traveling and being just each other. I, I it's it sounds selfish when I think about it now that I thought I wanted Carlos all to myself. That's that's how I felt. I even that's nice. yeah, and I even felt for a time that oh man, if I ever got pregnant now, like very early in our marriage, that I would be disappointed. Like I, I think about that now, like how could I have ever thought that? But yeah, I think in the first stages we we thought you know what if we're gonna have kids, it's gonna it's gonna wait because we wanted to definitely have our time together. So yeah, there was a time that I thought maybe it, it wasn't going to be for us. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we had we had obviously if if he didn't want to have kids, that would be some a different issue to talk about. But we knew that that was something that we would like to do. But mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't off the table before yeah. we got married. Obviously. Yeah. So you guys waited like what, like five years before you decided? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, by the time we got to like our third year of marriage, we we're like, okay, so we need to decide, is this something that we're going to do? Because if it is, obviously we want it to be soon, right? We wanted to be obviously a little bit younger if, if we could, um, when we, when we had children, um, because we wanted to make sure that we were able to keep up with them and, you know, and, and still like when our kids got older, still be able to have time with each other as well, mm-hmm. you know? yeah well that's nice that you guys got to have like time with each other first before mm-hmm. having a baby right away yeah we did a lot of traveling we i think the only place that was on our list that we wanted to go to before having kids that we didn't get to see was greece so that's now true. it's gonna be a family trip well you can we'll still get go. there yeah we're we, yeah we are right and we're, i'll babysit him <laughs> while you guys go uh, we'll see about that <laughs> <laughs> so you guys didn't talk about it like before you got married no, of course we did. Of yeah. course we did. We we didn't have a set plan like, okay, we're going to have kids right away. We knew that if we were going to have kids that we would definitely be waiting to have kids. It wouldn't be something that would happen in the first couple years of our marriage. But at the same time, it wasn't a solidified, yes, we are definitely going to have kids. Yeah. That was not. Yeah. And you guys were fairly young, too, when you got married. Yeah, I was 25 so. when we got married. Yeah. And Carlos really was really 24 good. when we got married. Yeah, Wow, that's young. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so but tell me about the day that you found out that you were pregnant. So walk me through that day. <laughs> okay. So... Um, we had, like, you want me to tell you about all, like, the yeah, t- stuff? <laughs> Tell me the story. <laughs> okay. So, um, we were going on a Tron Blanc trip that we go every year with our, with our, um, some of our closest friends. And, um, you know, when we go to Tron Blanc, we obviously ski, we go to the spa. It's the same thing we do every single year. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, well, I don't want to ski if I'm pregnant, and I don't want to go to the spa if I'm pregnant, because, like, can't, go in, the can't go in the hot tub if you're pregnant, Right. So we're like, okay, we got to check like the Thursday before we leave. So this is the day before we we're supposed to go. And the test was negative. And we're like, you know what? That's okay. Like we had just started trying. So it's like, you know what? Let's let's not be um, stressed out about it. Like let's just go on this trip and have fun and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was it. We went and we had a good time. I skied and we went to the spa, whatever. It was great. And then so that week that we came back, I just felt like, I don't know. Something is off. I feel like different. I feel like not myself, like something is going on. So it was the Friday of that week and I was cleaning our bathroom and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take another pregnancy test just to put my mind at ease. I know it's, then I'll know for sure it's negative and I can move on with my life and then whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So I used a Dollarama (laughs) test because I'm like, I'm not going to waste a $15 test Mm -hmm. on something that I know it's going to (laughs) be negative. So I took the test and you have to like wait, I don't know, however long they tell you to wait until the test can show positive or negative. So I continued to clean my bathroom, whatever. And I, I forgot about the test. It's sitting on, on the counter and I'm like, forgot about it. So five minutes later I had looked up at the counter and I saw there were two lines on the test and I was like, Oh my god, what did I just do? Because another thing I should have said is that Carlos and I always said that we would find out together. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't with me when I did all this. I was home alone. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is positive. I just did a positive pregnancy <laughs> test." So I was freaking out. I felt like it was when I was I was going to pass out like I was shaking and just like, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do?" So then I called Carlos and I I think about it now. I should have just waited. Mm-hmm. until he got home yeah. and then told him, but I couldn't. I'm not that kind of person. I just couldn't <laughs> hold it in. I thought about it maybe for five seconds, and then I called him. And he was with our our friend Jay. And I said, um, I called him. I said, babe, don't be mad. He's like, what happened? And I said, I just took a pregnancy test, and it was positive. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was silent on the phone for five seconds. He's like, okay, well, I'm with Jay, so... I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I was like, okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. and I felt so bad. We ended up going out for dinner Mm -hmm. with Jay and Julie that night. And so we're sitting there and we can't say anything to each other that I took a positive pregnancy test. Then we got home and then he's like, why would you do it without me? How Mm -hmm. could you do it without me? So I felt really bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, you know what? It's a dollar store test. You never know. Like maybe it's, it's a false positive or whatever. Right. And then we took one with the the ones you get at walmart the 15 dollar <laughs> ones and yeah it came back positive and then we went to the doctors the next day and they confirmed it. and yeah that's how we found out we were pregnant oh my god i know so he had to pretend that he was not excited when you were on the phone with him because his friend was there yeah and i think of what i was telling him like the the weight of what i was telling him on the phone I think made him like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to react right now. Yeah. You know, because your mindset was like, you know what? Okay, it's negative. We'll try again next month or whatever the case, right? Yeah. So I think that too was a bit of a shocker. So I think he was shocked. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Can we pause it for a sec? He just yes. Up. Okay. We're back because Tracy had to go take a break to check on the baby. Okay. So anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. So Carlos had to go and like pretend that day that... That whole night that that nothing that nothing had happened, you couldn't mm-hmm. say anything to Jay, obviously, right, oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I know that's stressful, yeah, he doesn't like when I talk about that because he he feels <laughs> sad that he was left out of the the <laughs> first uh-huh. test, yeah, yeah, that's fair, mm-hmm. um, so how did it feel telling the family later on, so when did you tell us like a few weeks later? um, I was six weeks when we told you guys, mm-hmm. so Mom, Dad, and Jade, yeah. Um, we told her Carlos's side, I think when I was 10 weeks and our, and our friends as well mm-hmm. around that time, eight, eight weeks, maybe with his parents and then 10 weeks and then anybody else we waited until we were 12 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> How did it feel telling everybody? Were you nervous, um, excited? Yeah. All of those things, especially for mom and dad, because you know, like they, this would have been their first grandchild and mm-hmm. you know, and and I mean, they always mean well, but they would always bug us about when we were having kids and whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, always supportive. And I even said to mom one time, like, you know, what if we decide not to have kids? What if that's, you know, not what we want to do? And she was completely supportive about that. She was never really, like, yeah, hmm. she would always say, you know, it's your life and you're, you're going to do whatever you want to do. So if kids is not for you, that's fine. Not everybody chooses to have kids. But hmm. so we knew when we when we told mom and dad that they were just going to be. You know, like, so unhappy. Yeah. yeah. What about dad? Did you ever talk about not having kids with dad? I feel like he would have been very unhappy. <laughs> yeah. No. We never talked about that with dad. Because mm-hmm. for him, it's like, you, how can you not have kids? Yeah. You know, where mom is a little bit more understanding that, yeah, it's, it's different now. Like, not mm-hmm. everybody goes and has children, right? Yeah. Whereas for dad, I think it was like, well, you know, you're married now. Have kids. Like, right from yeah. the beginning, he was asking us when we were having children, yeah. you know? Yeah, I want to tell the story about how you told us? Yep, so <laughs> we we thought we were going to wait until I was a little further along to tell you guys. But I was like, you know what? I think we knew for a week before we told you guys. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't not tell my parents and my sisters. We have to tell them. So we went bowling and... At Neb's North End Bowl, you <laughs> you put your names in the computer and it shows up on like a computer screen. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> yeah, I filled out all the names. Yeah, so Caitlin <laughs> filled out all the names, and everyone has a nickname, right? Like a, yeah. all of us has a I don't know a name that our parents call us. Yeah, so it said Leto for our dad, Mercy for our mom, Che <laughs> for Tracy. That's me. Bruce for Jane, Lels oh, yeah. for me, <laughs> and then Carlos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then in the middle of the game, I changed my name on the screen to say Che plus one. Mm-hmm. And I just waited for someone to... Realized that I made that change, and Jade was the first one. She's like, Oh my god, are you serious? Are you serious? And then Caitlin, the same, too, reacted. Mom was the last one. She was oblivious. She's like, What? What is that? What's <laughs> going like, on? Because we're all swinging. hugging it to them because <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. But yeah, so we did that at, um, at Nebs. Yeah, that was a nice day. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, so, what was it like being pregnant? Um, so, the first trimester and half of my second, I was very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had to work from home for, for quite a bit of time because I couldn't work. Like, in the office, I was, like, running to the bathroom, which is, I mean, awful, right, mm-hmm. to have to go through that. But my boss was great. You know, she was very understanding. She let me work from home. Um, So, yeah, I was very sick for the first, like, yeah, three and a half months, three and a half months. Um, And then after that, it was breezy fine perfect i didn't mm-hmm. have any swelling i didn't have any um i did yeah. have <clears throat> a bit of sciatic pain in my second trimester and some headaches but other than that it was fine like right until the end i felt great yeah 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 you were lucky and I oh feel like yeah too you didn't really show anywhere except for your belly which is yeah. nice oh thanks god i was yeah <laughs> that was a joy because i was so like self-conscious about that like gaining Mm -hmm. a ton of weight or yeah you know being swollen which are all normal things that happen in pregnancy right Mm -hmm. so i was ready for all those things to happen but i was relieved when they didn't yeah for sure what about all the like the mental parts and the emotional parts what was that like when you were pregnant um emotional for sure you go through different emotions and even as a new mom you go through different emotions um but there was always like you know you could be so up one minute like oh my gosh I can't wait I'm so excited I'm gonna have this baby and the next you could just be totally anxious you know like oh my gosh how am I gonna do this how am I gonna care for a child how am I gonna care for another human being I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how to do this so it can come in waves but Mm -hmm. I mean emotionally um I think I was more emotional like happy sad like not sad but like happy to the point where like i'm crying because i'm so happy like that kind of thing than anything negative yeah i don't really have too many negative feelings about yeah yeah what about carlos the same i think he was just so excited he just wanted to be the baby to be here a lot he always said that i just want the baby to be here Mm -hmm. for him i think it's different for dads um for in our experience carlos felt almost left out a little because all of the first it's like i'm telling him yeah like oh i could feel the baby kick and it'd be weeks before he could feel the baby kick for the first time or Mm -hmm. You know, like if I'm having pains or whatever, it's, it was hard for him to to know how to help me when he couldn't really do anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think in that way. And also, too, because like I was carrying the baby, so it's like he almost felt kind of helpless sometimes. So, mm-hmm. I think he was just excited for the baby to be here so that he could have more of a role. Yeah. He's crying. Okay. Should I get him? Yeah, you go get him. Okay. <laughs> Okay, hello again. We had to take another break because Cardi was crying, and now Tracy has him, and she's feeding him. Yes. Yes. And I've also realized that I've been talking like a baby because whenever I talk about (laughs) Cardi, I talk like a baby. (laughs) I don't notice it. Sorry, Cardi. I love you. Go back to eating. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so where were we? Um, Yes, did you ever uh, stop and think like, oh my god. My life is going to be so different oh, yeah. forever. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Um and I think that's one thing that for both Carlos and I that we thought that thought came across after he was here too. Yeah. That our lives are never going to be the same again. It's never going to just be the two of us. And I thought that um when I was pregnant as well, but I was just so excited for the baby to be here that you know like I didn't harp on that that feeling that Carlos and I were going to lose just, just us, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just having us to, to worry about or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, when he was here, that was one thing that crossed my mind is like, this is my life. Like I'm never going to have, it's never going to be just my husband and I, it's, it's always going to be us now with a baby, you Mm -hmm. know, parents, your parents forever. Right. So yeah. <clears throat> not that that was that ever came with any negative feelings not at all but yeah that's that's something that we definitely thought yeah does that ever stress you out because I feel like when I think like hmm what I want to have a baby and then I see Cardi and I'm like <laughs> of course I am definitely going to have a baby because I love him so much mm-hmm. but then I think like oh my god the worry oh that hurts my chest to even think about <laughs> <laughs> so you're asking like i don't know what my question was yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh if we were ever stressed out Mm -hmm. about carter yeah about like i don't know just having someone who's relying on you oh one million percent Mm -hmm. you know and there is a lot of anxiety that comes with being a parent because for one um for new parents it's like yeah you can go to every class which which of course helps you can read whatever you want to read online but until that baby's here it's you know you you really don't have any clue what you're what mm-hmm. you're in for. So it it's nice yeah to have all those supports to go to the, to like a Lamaze class. We did that and it was great. But I mean the stress and anxiety that comes for keeping a human alive is like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You you've never done anything like that in your life. So I mean when when he was first born and we took him home for the first time, I didn't sleep. Maybe for three nights straight, I did not sleep. Not because he was not sleeping, but because I was afraid that he would stop breathing in his sleep or or something, you know, crazy. Like, mm-hmm. if he's just laying still, I remember on like numerous occasions shaking his chest and waking him to make sure that he was yeah. alive. <laughs> or I'll put my hand up in front of his face to feel his breath. You know, like, things like that. And then once that passes, once you get used to the fact that you know they're sleeping or whatever then you worry like are is he awake enough does he sleep enough at night um you know like everything anything it you know as they get older it's like new stresses worries and anxieties come like we've just started feeding him solids and i'm like what is an allergic reaction how do i know if he's having an allergic reaction you know things like that like oh there's a little spot on his tummy does that mean he he's having an allergic reaction you know so it's Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all extremes. Every parent is different. I think for me, like, I, I have had troubles with anxiety before. So now I feel like the anxieties are different because of... It's a baby now, right? So I feel like sometimes they're amplified. Like, I just feel mm-hmm. a much stronger sense of worry or concern or or stress because I'm, I just want him to be fine, you know? Yeah. So what do you do to, like, deal with that? Carlos is very is a very um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh I don't balanced maybe balance is the right word mm-hmm. but he's very um like level-headed. Level-headed, exactly. Very mm-hmm. level-headed. So um I think I told you this story a couple days ago that we went to Walmart just to walk around, you know, like take the baby out and he was just a few days old. Mm-hmm. And Carter started to cry in in an, in the aisle, right? And I had like an anxiety attack in Walmart. I was like sweating, I was shaking, and I was like, I need to get out of Walmart right now. I need to get out. He's crying. I need to go home. We need to leave right now. <laughs> I sound like, like <laughs> from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> um, what was her name again? <laughs> Um, Miranda Miranda, (laughs) when she's trying to leave the restaurant Um, and so I wheeled Carter out so fast I didn't care where Carlos was like I just had to get out of Walmart because I'm like my baby is crying like I'm gonna make a scene people are gonna look at me and think Mm -hmm. why are you not doing anything about your crying child right and by the time I got out of Walmart which is maybe 10 seconds later he stopped crying Mm -hmm. and so when we got home Carlos is like you know what babe he's a baby he's gonna cry You know, people know that. People know that babies cry. So, you know, next time, just take a breath. Take your time. Don't feel like you need to rush out of a place because he's crying. And that made me think too, like, I'm new at this. You know, I need to give myself a break as well. I can't Mm -hmm. expect to know everything and to do everything right. Um, The first time, right? I need to be able to to give myself some room to figure this out with Carter. Mm -hmm. And... You know, to just take a breath when things are not going my way and just figure it out. So, now it's like, yeah, we go everywhere and sometimes he does have a fit. And I'm just like, well, whatever, he's a baby, you know? Yeah. Whereas before, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to get out of here. I need to, like, hide him so that nobody knows that he's crying, you know? Just silly things like that. But, I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, Carlos has definitely helped me with that. You know, to keep my feet on the ground, to keep my expectations realistic about being a parent and, and figuring things out. Um, but yeah, how does he know what to do all that? Where does that come from for him? He's always been a very calm person. You know, he is not reactive. Um, he's, he's very much like he likes to take in information. He likes to take things as they are and then figure out how he's going to best react to a situation. You know, he's never someone who is... Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word... Um, Oh my gosh, what's the word? Like he doesn't react to something just like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he will take his time and he'll, you know, think about the best way to respond to something. Impulsive? Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. impulsive. Yeah. You know, and he's very thoughtful, he's very calm. Um very much like dad in that way. Like Carlos, it it I've in like the years I've known him, it's it takes him a lot for him to get mad i could probably count on one hand in the years i've known him Mm -hmm. that he's actually been upset just like dad right like in our life how many times has dad actually been Mm -hmm. so mad right but i think that's you know he's always been that kind of person just very calm very realistic and very you know like logical when it comes to dealing with situations yeah Mm -hmm. that's good yeah he but we balance each other out in that Mm-hmm. In that respect, right. Mm-hmm. So, what kinds of things did you guys do to prepare for Cardi to be born? Hmm. Um, well, I think we thought about a lot about like how our life would change. You know, we weren't just going to, oh, have a baby and then just, you know, like yeah, of course you prepare a nursery and you get all the the things that you need for them to come home. But it's beyond that, and you know, mm-hmm. you, there's a financial component to it. There's how is it going to affect our relationship. You know, so we always said um, that we would be one of those couples that still put each other first. Yeah. You know. That's good. Yeah. And I think one really big example of that was mom and dad. You Mm -hmm. know, they always put each other first, but never at the detriment of us. We would have never Mm -hmm. felt that um, mom and dad were putting us, you know, like... Like second. Second to each other. No. But I think part of having a, a strong marriage is making sure that your spouse feels loved and appreciated and needed mm-hmm. right and we didn't want it to feel like our kids were our whole life to the point that um we forgot about each other yeah you know that's important yeah so we said that's one thing we wanted to maintain in our relationship is is to have that feeling for each other that you know we need each other we love each other and we want to make our spouse each other feel needed and wanted and loved mm-hmm. right i'm so um, trying not to laugh because carter just farted yeah, he did. <laughs> i hope yeah. you don't hear that on the tape. <laughs> but no that is true and like mm-hmm. when your parents are strong then i feel like that makes it easier for you to be able to deal exactly. with the kids if- exactly mm-hmm. if 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 parents are happy in their marriage, that only trickles down to their children. Mm -hmm. You know, your kids feel that. And and when they grow up, they they know what it's like to be part of a strong marriage. You know, that's Mm -hmm. something they'll strive to have in their own life as well. You know, like I think a lot of credit goes to mom and dad because they have had and have to this day such a strong marriage, mm-hmm. you know? And that made me think like why wouldn't I want to have the exact same thing? Yeah. You know? Um, because like for for us, you know, we felt that. We felt that love and they extended that love to to us as well. So, mm-hmm. you know. Are you gonna cry? No. <laughs> no I thought you were <laughs> Are you gonna cry? Well no. <laughs> just because we just because I'm we not brought gonna it. Cry. Up. <laughs> well, oh my God Caitlin. <laughs> Okay, Okay. I... let's not talk about mom and dad anymore. Okay. okay, so walk me through the day that Carter was born. Okay. I was there, but let's oh, hear, yes. hear your perspective. So... I imagine it's a little different than mine. <laughs> yeah, so we had gone um, on a Saturday night. We were supposed to go to a friend's house for dinner in Toronto. Like, how detailed do you want me to be? I don't know. Just to tell the story. Okay. Okay, so um, we had yeah like so i made appetizers whatever we were going to our friend's house and i told carlos like you know i've been leaking the last couple days (laughs) (laughs) like i was in the kitchen and like there was like a puddle on the floor not my water breaking Mm -hmm. because i know what's supposed to happen with the water breaking so i was like um i don't know should we go to triage because at at the oshawa at lake ridge hospital in oshawa they will um they have a triage there and and you can get checked out for symptoms if they if you think you're having a baby or whatever you can call them and then they can advise you. Mm-hmm. So Carlos is like, "You know what? We better just call just to be sure it's probably nothing, but cuz we were so close. I was 38 weeks pregnant, almost 39 weeks." So um we called and the nurse I spoke to, Janice, she said I told her, "Yeah, like I've been leaking, I don't know, the last couple days. She's like, you know what? It's probably nothing, but just come in and we'll check you. Mm-hmm. So we I was dressed up to go to my friend's house, to go to our friend's house, and we were really thinking we're stopping in there on the way to our friends. So yeah, they checked me. Um once we got there, like I went into like a, a little room and they checked me, and then the OB came in and he was like, Yep, so your membranes have ruptured. Which is like the protective fluids of that, like protect the baby from getting bacteria into in, into the sac. I, I'm pretty sure something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And the baby hadn't been protected, and because this could have ha- this happened more than 24 hours ago, that I was saying I was having this problem, that they had to induce me. So they're like, "Yep, yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're going to give birth to this baby now." And I was like, uh, okay, like I really just thought I was coming in here to make sure everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Like they told told me we're going to induce you tonight. It's going to be a very long process, um, 24 hours, and you're going to be restricted to your bed. Mm-hmm. And um, that for me was really hard to take because I had such a different idea of how my birth was going to go. I thought you know that I'd get to labor at home for a long part of it and then be able to come to the hospital and and do the rest there but have a very like active labor in the sense that I could be on my feet I could move around I could bring my my exercise ball that I had been using my whole pregnancy and I couldn't do any of that yeah and then they and I also wanted to try to have a natural birth so without an epidural and the OB, the first thing he said is, like, you're going to need to have an epidural because you are going to be restricted to your bed and this is going to be a long process. And I told him, you know, I'd really like to try to not mm-hmm. have one. And then he said, I highly recommend that you do because um, if for whatever reason the baby doesn't take well to the oxytocin, that's what they gave me to induce labor. Um, then we might have to do an emergency c section, or this could be a really long process, and you could be so exhausted by the time we need to push and if you don't um, have the energy after however much time, then we will have to do a c section and and there was a possibility that they would have to put me under general general anesthetic mm-hmm. to do that because i didn't have to have an epidural right if there wasn't yeah. enough time to do one so I asked my nurse and I said, "Look, can you level with me? Just tell me like." can I do this without an epidural? And then she just said, you would have a very, very hard time. That's all she said. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do anything at first. Um, This was at like eight o'clock that they induced me on Saturday night. And um, I had some contractions overnight, fine, manageable. I woke up the next morning and um, my OB actually was the one that was on call for the next 12 hours which was a really nice surprise she's great Um, she was wonderful during our whole pregnancy so it was just the best to have her be the one to deliver the baby Um, which I mean happens so rarely because it's whoever's on call Mm -hmm. will deliver your baby so she came in and she checked me and I was three centimeters dilated which was great because and the baby was taking well to the oxytocin and so Then at that point, she said the same thing. You know, I highly recommend that you get the epidural for the same reasons that the other OB had said. And um, so she's like, and you're still going to be here for a long time. This is like 8 o'clock in the morning, so I had already been doing this for 12 hours. And I was fine. I I felt good, like tired, but I felt good. And so... Um, she broke my water because that hadn't been broken yet Mm -hmm. and once that happened I'd say like 10 minutes after that the contractions were like Mm -hmm. intense on top of one another I didn't have a break and so um, I decided yeah okay we'll take the advice and we'll do the epidural and at this point like my sides were hurting because I had to be laying in this bed and I had to be hooked up to a monitor for him and then um, and then um, another nurse came in, Vanessa, and she was wonderful. She was so great. She was such a cheerleader. Um, and she was like, okay, so we're going to request for the anesthesiologist to come down and give you the epidural. This is maybe like 930. And then it wasn't until like three hours later that they actually came. So, um, I had just labored like on my sides and it, oh, it was awful. It was so painful. Like, I remember I broke my elbow. This is another... An unrelated story, but I had broke my elbow in grade five. and my mo- I asked my mom, mom, does childbirth hurt more than breaking <laughs> your elbow? And she's like, yes, a million times worse. And she was right. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's so God. different,
0: right? And when you're a kid, like pain is like, you know, like you think you're going to die if you break your elbow. And just hearing that, I was like, I never want to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I feeling that in grade five. Um, but anyway, so once they gave me the epidural, it was instant relief, Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: minutes after I felt Mm -hmm. instant relief, but I was so exhausted. Like I was so tired. I didn't sleep the night before. And, um, um, I don't know, maybe it was like two o'clock. Um, you know, they checked me again and I had gotten to eight centimeters. I think in between they had checked that before they gave me the epidural and I had gotten to six. Um, six or seven something to that to that effect so when they checked me again I was eight and then um, uh, the nurse checked me they check you to see about like how you're how you're taking the the um, epidural by taking a bag of ice and like touching your skin mm-hmm. so they want the epidural to stop at a certain part of your body so under your chest is where they want you to feel the freezing anything mm-hmm. above your chest, they don't want that to be frozen yeah so um they had switched nurses at this point and found out that i was frozen up to my neck oh shoot so um they're like okay so they had to turn off the epidural and this is at like maybe yeah like three two no like five o'clock hold on what time did he come eight o'clock so yeah like five o'clock they had Mm -hmm. they had turned it off No, it was 4 o'clock. I'm sorry, 4 o'clock. And then they had to reposition me in the bed. They brought me up a bit so that it would kind of fall down past my chest. And they were checking me every now and then. I could still feel it, but I couldn't feel the cold sensation, which is what they don't want. Mm -hmm. So then at this point, the epidural is starting to wear off, and I'm starting to feel the contractions again. Oh, no. And then at around around that same time, they were – Showing me, like, how I should be pushing and and whatever. And then they checked me again. Yeah, and I got to 10. Eventually, I got to 10 centimeters. Mm-hmm. And so this is now 6 o'clock that I I started actively pushing um, with my, my nurse. And Carter was just there the whole time. And so I would be pushing and pushing. And then they found out that Carter was sunny side up. So what that means is he's face up when the baby should be face down. Mm-hmm. Um, so my OB tried to flip him because they want him to come face down and then I started pushing again and then when she came back he flipped again she tried to flip him one more time and he still flipped back to his head being down so so his face up and then she's like, you know what? It's going to be harder, but you're going to have to try to push him like this because he keeps flipping the other way, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's say it's, it's 7 o'clock. I've been push, actively pushing for an hour. Um, and I had such a different idea of how the epidural would work. I thought I would just feel a lot of pressure, um, but it was very painful. Like I, I don't know if that I, – I think it has to do with the fact that they had turned the epidural off like two hours before I was actively pushing – Um, But anyway, yeah, so I'm pushing and then he would come down to like the bottom of my pelvis and get stuck. Mm -hmm. His head would get stuck because he was backwards too, right? So then at like quarter, no, maybe 20 to 7 to 8, I'm thinking, um, the OB was... And I was exhausted at this point. The OB is like, you know what, you're pushing great and whatever, all that, but we may need to intervene. And so I was like, okay, what does that mean? And then... She's like, well, we're gonna try to force up him, and then we'll try to. If that doesn't work, we'll try to assist with a vacuum. So um, they tried to force up him. That didn't work, and that was excruciating. Like I, I don't know how some women do this without an epidural because I'm sure like the epidural obviously still helped me, right? I'm sure like mm-hmm. I still had some of that helping me for sure. Um, it was excruciating, and then <laughs> I don't yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, and I have a girlfriend who did that without an epidural, like the exact same thing I went through without an epidural. So mm-hmm. she is a hero. Um, and then they um, they vacuumed him, so it's like a little like a little suction cup that has like a hose on it. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, they had to give me an episiotomy. So what that means is they they essentially cut you to make room for the baby to come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they did that, and then. Like one push with that and and he was out, and it's like I felt her cut me, oh gosh that's this sick. is yeah, sorry, that's a lot of it. tmi it's like a uh, what Chris deegan said on yeah, twitter yeah. it's a uh, vajassel <laughs> <laughs> not that extreme, <laughs> but yeah, so um yeah i I felt her cut me i I felt that's sick, and yeah, when he but when he came out, he cried um almost immediately and mm-hmm. and it was like the whole 24 hours so yeah he was born at 7:50 mm-hmm. um 7:51 7:50 7.50, um pm on sunday so 24 hours start to finish um and there were a lot of people in the room because because of him having to me having to be on the oxytocin and him being flipped and having to go through all those other other methods of getting him out there was quite a few people in the room there's a pediatrician my OB she had an attending there must have been f- at least four nurses yeah two on each side of me my one nurse Janice that was um holding up one leg and Carlos holding up the other leg so mm-hmm. but yeah as soon as he was out everything else was forgotten like i know a lot of people say like yeah you forget about the pain as soon as that baby's there and for me that was my experience mm-hmm. like you know Everything else was... It didn't matter. It didn't matter the pain that I went through the last 24 hours or, or whatever it was. Like, it was all worth it. Yeah. And I heard him cry and Carlos tell me that it was a boy and... Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. Amazing. Yeah, how did it feel finding out that it was a boy? Um, Well... We always had said, you know, like, we're not going to tell ourselves that it's this or th- or the other because we didn't want to get an idea in our head and then mm-hmm. s- for some reason become disappointed if it didn't go our way. Yeah. But I always felt it was a boy. You know, mm-hmm. I always... Something just inside me felt like, I feel like this is a boy. I don't know. I just feel like it's a boy. But... I often just kind of let go of that thought because I didn't want to... I knew I would be just as happy if it was a girl. Mm-hmm. But when Carlos told me it was a boy, it was like, oh, just a, a feeling I can't even describe, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, th- I felt like it was a boy, but I thought it'd be a girl. Just because, you know, I, I come from three sisters and Carlos has has a sister. So, it you know, and I know those things don't matter at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what? No, we're probably going to have a girl. But yeah, when they they said it was a, he said it was a boy, it was just such a, the best surprise that you could ever Mm -hmm. receive, you know? Yeah. Oh, I wanted him to be a boy so bad. I know, everybody (laughs) did, you know? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mom and dad would never, ever say it out loud, but... We all thought it. And everyone says... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we think it's a girl, but they only told themselves that so that if it was a girl, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be disappointed if they said it's a boy and it yeah. was actually a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with no, a girl, of but we have so girls we in the family. So... Like dad waited thirty years to have <laughs> yeah. a boy in his life, so yeah. finally got him. Yes, finally got to cardi. Yes, he did. Um, so sorry, cardi parted again. So it made me think: Did you poop while you were giving birth? Are you Are you seriously asking me that? (laughs) Are you? I didn't write that question down, but Cardi made me think of it. Are you comfortable talking about that? It'll Um, help. If this is gonna help, uh, (laughs) one mom. Yes, I did. (laughs) And you know what? Like in our Lamaze class, they tell us like pretty much every single woman will poop during labor. How can you not? You're like pushing. You know, with every ounce of strength that you have in your body, <laughs> you know, you're bearing down on the s- the same places, you know? So it's like, how can you not? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I God. was so, I know, baby. Oh, I was so self-conscious about it because like, not self-conscious, but like, as soon as I was pooping, like, I'd be like, oh, be like, oh no, I just pooped. <laughs> I'd be like, babe, mine just pooped. And he's like, I didn't see anything, babe, I didn't. And yeah to this day like however many times it happened he didn't see it because the nurses mm-hmm. are so great yeah you know it's nothing to them they see it multiple times a day yeah a mom pooping while she's giving birth
1: mm-hmm. you know so it's
0: like you get a car and then plus a little surprise too <laughs> okay let's we'll stop talking about the poop okay, good um, idea. so what was it like when the three of you went home for the first time Oh, it was, uh, it was scary. It was so scary because it's like, oh my gosh, you are actually taking a little human in this car seat home, you know? (coughs) Oh, excuse Mm (coughs) me. Oh, my baby. Hmm. Cut his coughs out. Um, We actually ended up staying at the hospital a few days, which was kind of nice because Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, I'll have some time. The nurses can help me. Yeah, lots of people around to help. Lots of people around. I didn't have to worry about, um... You know, like, the first few days of his life, it's like, okay, that's nice that I can be mm-hmm. at the hospital. So if anything were to happen, you know, then they'll take care of him. Because he was born so late in the in the evening that they keep you for at least 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to do certain tests um, of the baby at 24 hours um, after birth. So then by the time they took the test on Monday night... Um, they're like, well, you would have to come back tomorrow for the results. Why don't you just stay another night? So we ended up, um, not leaving until Tuesday, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? No, Monday, I think. Monday or Tuesday. No, no, no. We left on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that was nice. But yeah, when we took him home, like I said, I didn't sleep for the first few nights. Um... But, yeah, it's it's scary. Like, I told Carlos, like, just drive so slow. Take your time. Like, we're in no rush. Like, just... <laughs> and I sat in the back. And I still sit in the back with him, you know? But, like, I'm just like, constantly making sure, like, oh, his his head is okay, his position's okay, like, is he breathing, you know, oh my gosh, crazy stuff, but <laughs> normal stuff, right, for for new moms, but the first few days was tough, and even for me, like, they say in the class that most, if not all moms will have a bit of baby blues, Yeah, and um, I definitely did, for at least two weeks, um, and I reached out to a lot of my girlfriends, and they're like, yep, yeah, that's totally normal, I had this, like, I would just cry unconsolably, like, for, for yeah like two weeks mm-hmm. once like we had been at home for a few days it was like inexplicable I, I, I had no explanation as to why I was crying like I felt sometimes a lot overwhelmed and you know like because of course everyone wants to come over and see the baby and and you can't blame people for that right mm-hmm. but um yeah it was overwhelming to think like oh my gosh like so many people are going to be around the baby and what if he gets sick you know just all these, all these thoughts run yeah. through your mind but for me yeah the the baby blues I definitely had them for sure. It was mostly just crying like yeah. unconsolable. Was it cuz you were like thinking about something or just like comes out of nowhere? Both. Yeah. I think in some in some moments it was because I was feeling really overwhelmed mm-hmm. um with you know having a new baby and having to feel like I had to entertain people when they came over and you know saying yes to anyone that asked to come over, you know, it was it was tough to say to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, to people, but then on the flip side of that, I would also just cry for no reason. Like I remember, Carlos came into the bathroom. And he's like, "Babe, what can I do?" And I said, "I don't know. I don't know." Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have an answer for him. I didn't know what it was gonna make me stop crying or make me yeah. feel better. You know, and it was like ugly cry, like a weeping cry. Mm-hmm. You know, like and without an explanation, it's like I was saying, like, "What is happening? Like, why is why am I crying?" You know, but. It it plays a lot in your your hormones and your emotions and all that. Yeah. How long did that last for? That's okay. Um, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. That's it. Just two weeks. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more than two weeks, but for the most part. Yeah. Just, just. Did onion. you do anything to make it stop, or it just stopped? Um. I think well, it helped to leave the house, like yeah. Carlos, because Carlos was home with with us for nine weeks when he was born Mm -hmm. um so it helped to have him kind of force me to get out of the house um even just for a walk around the block you know because i i was scared to take him out um in public you know like oh my gosh even if we go around the block like what if it's too cold what if somebody wants to come and say hi to him you know just crazy stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but getting outside helped for sure to to change the scenery to get out of the house you know like I'm I'm looking at the same things all the time, right? So it was yeah. nice to to change it up to go out, um, but so that helps, right? And then, but yeah, for the most part, it it kind of just did fade, mm-hmm. and it helped talking to other moms about it as well. Yeah, you know, because then it normalizes it. It's not as if oh no, I never had anything like that. Every single mom I talked to had that. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you still feel like? the kind of overwhelm and worry that you did before? No. Um, I mean, like I, I said before, um, as they get older, there's, there's new stresses and there's different anxieties and different things that you worry about. But um, in the first part of him being born and being home with us, um, that was for sure the hardest. And I think it was because of, you know, having the baby blues and all of that too. But now... Um, I mean, you know, every parent is going to worry for the rest of their, their life about their children, right? Mm-hmm. So that never goes away. But the the intensity of that, yeah, yeah. For me, I, I don't have that much now. Um, I was very fortunate, like, up until this point to not have postpartum depression. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it can come, like, even months after you have your baby, so you never know, right? But, um yeah, it it does definitely get easier with time. The more you time you spend with your 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 child, the easier it gets to to kind of navigate through being a new parent and mm-hmm. helping you know raise your child with your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So before you said that you and Carlos really tried to like prioritize each other. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything to like prioritize yourself? Yeah. Um. So I make goals. Um, that I wanted to achieve when I was pregnant. Like I always said that I wanted to maintain, um, you know, an, an active lifestyle because Carlos and I have always been into, um, being active, whether it's, you know, like going to the gym or playing soccer. Um, it, it plays a a big part of our, our relationship, right? And we want that for Carter as well, for him to be active and to want to play outside and play sports, you know, that's mm-hmm. important to us. So I had always said, you know, like soon after I have this baby, I, I want to be able to feel good in, in my skin. You know, I want to be happy with my body. And of course, like after he was born, um, I, I did feel that cause I'm like, I just brought a human into this world, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but also wanting to maintain like, activity in my life was important so I made a goal of oh gosh I might regret saying this out loud because <laughs> if I don't <laughs> do it um so I'll kind of, be like oh god I have so to be accountable." It. so Carlos and I ran a half marathon a few years back before we got married and so I said I would run a half marathon um 2021 October 2021 um so as soon as the doctor even before the doctor gave me okay I started running again um so, but I have taken a hiatus, is that the right Hiatus. <laughs> hiatus. Yeah. hiatus. Um, of the running. And then I got super sick, um, a few, maybe like a month ago. And I hadn't worked out since then until like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I was telling Carlos, like, it feels so good to work out, you know, to have like even half an hour, an hour Mm -hmm. to work out, time to myself, to listen to my music, to sweat. Like it just brings me so much joy. Yeah. You know, I find a lot of joy in, in being physically active. So to have that time to myself, I cherish it more, Mm -hmm. you know, things you take for granted like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym after work. I can't just do that anymore. Yeah. You know, like, um one of jade's friends is is hosting like a a workout group and Mm -hmm. she did it in 2016 and of course i was doing with with her every single day right Mm -hmm. and but this year it's like they're all connecting live which is so cool but it's like oh my gosh i I can't at three o'clock or you know i can't commit to that because it's whenever i can around the baby yeah so you know like you make it work so when he has his his nap i'm like okay i gotta work out that's that's you know making that time and that effort for for me because it's important to you know take care of your mental health and for me being physically active helps with that yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah do you ever get annoyed when people don't ask you about yourself and just ask you about carter um like i feel like jade and i are the absolute worst for that both of us will just (laughs) call you and be like How's Cardi Yeah, <laughs> without even you saying it. You know hi. what? It comes with the territory. I get it. People are so excited about about him. You know what I mean? Um, that I took very, not, not offense to, but really it old. hurt me when I was pregnant. Yeah. Like, people would just gravitate to my belly and to the baby. And I'm like, hello, hi, I'm up here. <laughs> I'm good too. Don't worry. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, that was, I even told one of my best friends, like, I was having such a hard time because I feel like people were forgetting about me mm-hmm. and they only oh God, cared about the baby. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like after he came, no, it just, I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Cause I, I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, I feel just as, as much love and excitement towards him. Like, Oh, how is yeah. he? Yeah, oh, he's so good. You know, like, yeah, I love that too, you know? Yeah. So it was harder for me when I was pregnant um, but now I don't really yeah, I don't really think about it so much. That's good. But we should probably say <laughs> hi to you though still. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that. That's no day. Right. Jade and I will say hi <laughs> to you.
1: Um
0: okay. So what has been um the best part about being a new mom? Hmm. Um I hmm that's a good question. I think um like as I was Growing, like growing up, I always felt like I had that inclination, that motherly inclination. Um, so I think to actually like see myself as a parent, to actually mm-hmm. be in the role has been one of the greatest joys. I think Carter, you know, we've, we're very blessed to have such a, a good baby. Um, you know, he's happy. He doesn't give us a hard time. Um, but I think like, you know, one joy that we have is that like, Seeing him grow, seeing him develop, see him... him agreeing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, change, you know, it just mm-hmm. brings us so much joy. And to think, like, this is half of me and half of my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is us. Like, this is our child, you know? It's so weird. He's going to sneeze. Okay, he lost it.
1: Oh, oh it's bless Chris you,
0: Cardi. <laughs> oh, my gosh, so cute. Um... Yeah, so I, I think, you know, just seeing him change every day and and seeing, like, you know, the hard work he put into taking care of a, a human and, and seeing him be happy and, and love us, you know, he's almost six months, so he's starting to become very expressive, like he'll reach for us and he'll kiss us and... You know, so just to see that kind of thing. And I know, like, this is going to sound bad, but, like, sometimes when he cries with other people, but he won't cry with me, I'm like, oh, my (laughs) God. Like, he knows I'm his mother. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, little joys like that. Mm -hmm. He's a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. I don't want him to be a a very big mama's boy. But But he is someone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Has anything been surprising? Um, (sighs) Things that have been surprising um you know people always say that time flies with children and it really does you know Mm -hmm. like i can't believe we had him five and a half months ago Mm -hmm. you know it feels like just yesterday that we were finding out we were pregnant you know so yeah time flies um i mean did that come as a surprise i mean we had always heard that from other people but really like the more things change in your life, the faster time goes. Like, once we were married, time felt like it flew. And now with the baby, it's just like, you know, time flies so fast. So you just have to really try to find joy in as many of the moments as you can. But at the end of the day, it's hard. Parenthood is hard. It's the hard, the hardest thing that you'll have to do, you know? So um, you have to give yourself some, some slack in, in that respect. You know, you're going to have some really good days and you're gonna have some really awful days Mm -hmm. right um but you kind of just have to roll with it and still try to find as as much joy as you can in every in everything yeah what's been the hardest part um i think the hardest part um you know, right now, um, because he's still pretty little, is that days can just kind of mesh together. Mm-hmm. You know, like you feel like you do the same thing, like hour after hour, some days. You know, it's like he wakes up, you feed him, you play, nap, and you repeat that, you know, mm-hmm. every single day. So that can be a bit challenging. It can make you go stir crazy if you're not getting out of the house. Um, but yeah, I think that has been kind of hard too so i mean we've found ways to mix our days up you know like he he did swimming lessons Mm -hmm. we did like a a massage class (laughs) and massage class um but so like these classes you know while they're geared towards children it's really geared towards um parents as well you know giving them an an outlet to to get out and mingle with other parents because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's like if, if your spouse works in an office or out of the house five days of the week you are with your infant by yourself for like what eight nine hours a day mm-hmm. you know so that can be challenging when it's like you can't have an adult conversation you're you're talking yeah. to your child like an, an adult or a baby <laughs> yeah you know day in day out so mm-hmm. you make yeah, up songs was, for him yes yep yeah. mm-hmm. you ask him questions and You know, expect a response. (laughs) He can't talk yet, so. Mm -hmm. Soon enough. (laughs) Soon enough. Do you want to sing any of the songs (laughs) that you have made for him? Like, which one? Anyone that comes to mind. Mm, how about you sing one and then I'll sing one? You sing one song in the middle? No, I don't like to be on the spot. You put me on the spot. I know. I'm asking the questions. Uh, okay, we can sing his... <laughs> which one? His his nap and his um, wake-up song. Yeah, sing them both. So huh? it goes. It's the same one. Oh. So... When I wake him up from a nap, or when he wakes up in the morning, I say, "Good morning, good morning, my little cardi boy. No, that's baby wrong. boy, my little baby boy. Good morning, good morning to you." <laughs> and then I say, "Good morning, Carter." And then we oh, have man. a burp song. He loves it. What's the burp song? It goes, burp burp and it gets faster and faster until he burps. Does it work? It does. Man, we're so crazy over Cardi. It's so unhealthy. Oh my god, look at him. I love him so much. It's not right. Oh, I forgot we're on the podcast. Shit. Okay. What else do I got here? I feel like we got that the singing from mom and dad. Cuz they always did that and they still do to this day. Yeah. Weird yes. songs. Weird songs. Lots you make of up weird your songs. own songs. We have them for our babies and we have them for our dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, mom says that sometimes she'll just be driving and she'll just sing, <laughs> sing a song about Cardi or Max <laughs> when she's alone. That's And then love. be like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> That's true love. Yes, we learned it from our parents. <laughs> um, okay, so any advice for other new moms or future new moms? Um, I think if I'm going to give any advice to new moms um, or future new moms is to um, be patient with yourself, you know, give yourself the time that it takes, um, you know, to figure things out. Because at the end of the day, like I said, yeah, you can read every book you want to read. You can take every class, but until that baby's in your house, you know, it's that's when you really truly figure it out and work it out for yourself so be very patient with yourself um allow yourself to you know the the time and opportunity to figure out how to raise your kid with your spouse you know um because it's not easy but you can do it and at the end of the day it it just somehow you just figure it out you know, so give yourself that patience, don't put so much pressure to to try to be a perfect parent, because there's no such thing, there's no such thing, you know, I had to unfollow a lot of Instagram accounts after he came, because to me, it's like, you're portraying an unrealistic image of what parenthood looks like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, your face is all done up, your kids are all dressed in matching outfits, you know, and you've got, like, little babies in your picture, well, yeah, that's amazing, that's great, it's not real, you know, Mm -hmm. so. For me, like I started following these moms that are like posting about like their kid throwing up all over them or, you know, their hair's a mess or even moms that post pictures of themselves crying because it's like they're so frustrated or so like worn down. That's real, you know? So um, be real with yourself. Don't allow, you know, social media to dictate an unrealistic expectation of what parenthood is really like. And it's hard, but the joys and and the satisfaction you get out of... Raising a child is more than the hard times you'll you'll go through. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. I like that. Thanks. Okay, so now I have my last two questions that I ask everyone on my podcast. Okay. So the first one is, what is something you've been learning lately? Hmm. Um, well, we're going to try to make all of Carter's food. So I've been learning about um, introducing solids to infants. Mm-hmm. Um, what foods to introduce first um how to do it how much to give them so that's one thing Mm -hmm. i guess i've been learning to do yeah um that's a good one he loves sweet potatoes he loves sweet potatoes and bananas Mm -hmm. next he's gonna try avocado oh my gosh so cute yes okay and the last question is what's the biggest lesson you've learned in life so far hmm the biggest lesson it can have to do with cardi or just anything hmm Biggest lesson? Hmm. I think um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned so far is is to be kind to people, you know, because um, you never know what people are going through. So someone might seem um, strong on the exterior or someone might seem very worn down on the exterior. But if you're kind to people, you know, you show that you you're saying, like, I see you. I see that, yeah, maybe you're going through tough times and I'm here for you, you know? Like, I got a lot of support from my friends, you know, that would just um, extend kindness to me by just checking up on me, texting me and saying, how are you, you know, without even asking about the baby, you know, how are you, how are things going, Um, can I help you with anything, you know, which just went such a long way. Or like you guys, you know, offering to babysit him whenever we want, you know, extending those kinds of acts of kindness or being kind to people It can truly have such a huge effect on people's well-being, on people's perspective, right? And why wouldn't somebody else want to extend that same kindness to others that they're receiving, you know? So I think be patient with people, be kind to people, because, yeah, you don't know what they're going through. And, you know, your acts of kindness and patience can truly make a difference in Mm -hmm. their day or more than that. Mm -hmm. Cool. I like that. Good answer. Wow! Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Well, great job, it was great dancing. Between answers. me, Carlos, and Cardi, <laughs> since we're on, <laughs> I asked Cardi first, and he he said no. Nobody said, will understand. Maybe next time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You want to say bye, Cardi? Carter, say bye. Don't need, no, don't phone. need it. Just say bye. Say mama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>